Hello and welcome to another episode of the Back Check the Hockey History Podcast. This is our series on the Hart Trophy. We are on part five, which is uh, discussing the Hart Trophies between the WHA-NHL merger and the work stoppage lockout thingamajig of 1995. My name is Riley and Bill is here as well. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm doing all right, thanks. And just like the last episode, we are recording this in the midst of uh, COVID-19 coronavirus pandemonium, which good time for podcasting. Uh, and so uh, once again, I'd just like to express uh, express my hope that later on, as this sits on the Internet, we all listen to it later and think, like, what was everyone so alarmed about? Because that would that's the ideal outcome of what's going on right now. So that would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah we would both we both hope for that. Um, so to start things off, uh, we have the 1979-1980 Hart, uh, the first one that Wayne Gretzky won, and one of perhaps only one or two of his very many of them, I think possibly nine, but I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, <laughs> uh, that might, might maybe be controversial. And that's specifically for one reason, or maybe two reasons. But the main reason being that the Oilers were kind of terrible. Yeah. Um, and and that was not true later, but this particular season, it was. They were 16th in points. And a modern fan might say, how can a team that is 16th overall be in the playoffs? Well, yes. <laughs> welcome to the... I mean, I guess they would eke in in the current system, maybe, maybe. Uh, depending on which conference and which division and everything. Yeah. But back then, there were not 30 teams. There were 20, uh, off the top of my head, I don't quite remember. I think it's 21. 21, yeah. And so 16 of the 21 teams made the playoffs. Yes, you're right, Bill, 21, exactly. I, if I just scrolled down another, like, one section of the page, I would have seen 21 <laughs> right in front of me, and I wouldn't have had to try and count in my mind while I was talking. Um, so the, the, uh, the Oilers were terrible. Uh, not terrible, but they were very mediocre. They were in the bottom, uh, just outside of the bottom fifth of the league, if my counting is correct, um, or fourth rather quarter. And uh, so that's not good. Um, and the other reason why you might think maybe they didn't deserve it is, of course, because, uh, or Gretzky didn't deserve it rather, is because he tied for the Art Ross. Uh, well, I don't know if he tied for the Art Ross, but he had the same number of points as uh, Marcel Dion. Um, if the Art Ross existed back then, because it still hadn't been exist, uh, Marcel Dion would have won it because he had two more goals than uh, Wayne Gretzky, and the tie goes to the guy who scored more goals. Um, so, I mean, I think it's it's there's a little bit of controversy here. I would say uh, so, yeah. Yeah, because it's a tie... And in terms, and and I should point out also that the the players actually uh, gave Dion the Ted, uh, well, it's now called the Ted Lindsay, mm-hmm. the Pearson, Pearson. Yeah. yeah, the Pearson at the time, which is them saying that he deserved it more than Gretzky. Gretzky was very young. Yeah. Um, the Kings were, you know, better than the Oilers by they were uh, four places ahead of them in the standings. They were not a great team either. Um, the, the Kings winning percentage in this season was 463 and the Oilers was 431. Good so, <laughs> so we're not talking about good teams here. No, we are um, not. They, uh, 
they were 12 points ahead of Guy Lafleur in the uh, in the uh, scoring race, though. Um, so, which one reason maybe why Guy Lafleur was not considered uh, the best option? In fact, he finished fourth uh, with uh, Tony Esposito actually uh, getting uh, third place votes, and it was a close-ish race. But basically, no one seems to have thought in this season that uh, the best players on the best team were eligible in part because the Flyers didn't score a lot. Um, Ken Linsman was the leading scorer on the Flyers this season with 79 points. That's almost, it's almost 60 off. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's a massive difference. So one can understand why they maybe weren't thinking about giving uh, Ken Linsman some heart votes. Um, the Flyers were somehow with Ken, like had must a very balanced attack because the Flyers were second in goals in the entire league, so, despite having their leading scorer have 79 points. Um, and they were uh, the Sabers were the best defensive team though by a lot. They were a fair num- uh, much better than the Flyers, so it didn't make sense to give any, a defensive player on the Flyers the award either. So I think that sort of explains the special circumstances, the why people gravitated towards our uh, the leading scorer on bad teams is because the Flyers didn't really give anyone a good choice, right? Like, yeah. your argument with Ken Lindsman, I guess, is that he would be... I don't know. I know what the argument is, because he scored so little. Um, I mean, if we look at the Flyers, and they were just... The Flyers were, like, the best team by six points, which is a fair amount. Um, but, like, you know, this is... The, they had four guys score 70 points. This is the 80s we're talking about. Yeah. The leagues had just merged. The talent pool had been diluted further. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's it's easy to understand why the voters were really, like, looking at uh, looking at the Flyers and be like, we can't find it. Because, like I said, they were, they were a decent defensive team, but they weren't a great one by any means. Um, they were well behind the Sabres. And weirdly, uh, let me look at here. Tony Esposito... Well, the Blackhawks were better than the Flyers defensively, but they also were not the Sabres. The Sabres were, like, well ahead of anybody defensively. Um, Why no one looked at a Sabres defenseman or goalie, I'm not really sure. Um, Instead, they looked, some people looked at a Sabres, uh, at Danny Gare. Because why not? Danny Gare co led the league in goals on, on the best defensive team in the league. So I guess it, we talked about a Rocket Richard one that was sort of like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like between Dion and Gretzky, Dion is the better choice. I, I agree. And I, I, I think I can sort of see the logic of to why everybody voted for Gretzky. It was our, it was sort of everybody's first chance to see Gretzky in the NFL, right? He was in the WHA the year before. Um, yeah. uh, it was, you know, how old was he at that point? 19? Uh, he might have even been 18. I don't quite. Yeah, like he was super young. And because he had played in the WHA and the leagues merged, he wasn't eligible for the rookie of the year. So yeah. maybe that's part of it. They're like, this guy should be winning rookie of the year and we can't give it to him. He, he turned uh, he turned 19 in the middle of the season. So, I mean, yeah, he's an 18, 19 year old kid and he tied, you know, tied for the Art Ross. Like, I mean, yeah. I can see why people are so impressed. Me too. But at the same time, you're like, you know, it's 
uh, he already had played. I mean, he's, he's just, you know, he's Gretzky. Like he was just, you know, from the age of nine years old, everybody knew this kid was going to be just, you know, an unstoppable scoring machine. Um, and so I, I, I feel like Dion kind of gets, uh, you know, kind of get like loses one here that, you know, after that, it's just Gretzky, Gretzky, Gretzky. So, I mean, this yeah. is Dion's like, this is my best year. And this kid came in on a crappy team, scored a ton of points. If I think if they'd been able to give Gretzky the Calder trophy, they would have made him wait a year to get his first MVP. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong also, about that. Yeah. Also, it's like like Crosby or McDavid that we've seen in our lifetimes coming into the league. And you're just like the hype for this kid and how great he's going to be and how many you know, heart trophies he's going to win. You give it to him almost not before he deserves it, but the minute you're like, yep, he could win it. You give it to him kind of thing, you know? And I, I I feel like that's, I I feel like, you know, with like Bobby Orr, it was like, you couldn't even argue it kind of thing. Like once he came in and started to dominate, well, like, I mean, that heart didn't come in his first season either. No, I know. I know. But that's, I mean, uh, you know, it's, I I think also the fact he's a defenseman till he started just shattering scoring records. Um, But like Gretzky was, you know, he, had he been, had he just joined the NHL, had he been able to, um, before the age of 18, I'm, I'm fairly convinced he would have won a Calder. They wouldn't have given him the MVP just to make him wait a year. And then the next year he would have won it for sure. Like just cause yeah. he would have adjusted to the league really quickly sort of. I mean, this is his first NHL season. Obviously yeah. he's coming from the WHA, which is an easier league, but he didn't score as much in that one. So it's like this is where he really goes, I'm a pro now, like watch this kind of thing. And then from then on, it's like, I mean, 137th probably until he gets into the end of his career during the clutch and grab and he's had all the back problems until that period. 137th probably one of his lowest totals. <laughs> um, well, uh, up until the, uh, uh, he was, yeah, basically 93, he had uh, health problems, but he actually scored 121 in 92. Um, okay, well, he, but that, that was the year that he that was the year after Gary Suter uh, cross checked him and hurt his back in the Canada Cup. There you go. Yeah, I, I did not. Dirty, did dirty not. Gary yeah. Suter. Yeah. And then he cross checked Korea in the face right before Nagano. Yeah, that see that I remember. See, That's yeah, a little more my. Uh, see, yeah. was, when when the Canada Cup you're talking about happened, I was uh, uh, still very much just exclusively baseball. So. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember it super well, but I remember yeah. that play because everybody's like, he hurt Gratsky, and everybody's lost their goddamn <laughs> Which, you um, know, you should, you should yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, you're right. Yeah. You're right, Bill. 137 was his, uh, you know, in basically 12 seasons. It's his lowest. Yeah. It took him, like, 11 or 12 years to get below that again. And only uh, only because he got hurt, presumably. Only because he got hurt, yeah. Um, yeah, because he did miss games that season, too. Yeah. Um, and actually, I didn't look at the points per game, um, which was better. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I agree with you. I think had he been eligible for the Calder, I think things might have happened differently. It is something I like to mention, as especially with, like, Conacher and some other guys we've talked about, Makita, um, Dickie Moore, people like this. It does make uh-huh. you wonder, had Dion won this, if people would maybe think, some people, the, the lay person, think of Dion more when they think of the greatest players ever. Yeah. Because... Because not only did he never win a heart, he never won a cup, and he gets I a know. little, he gets ignored a bit among of the, I would say, of the seven hundred point scores. Um, oh yeah, people are or seven hundred goal rather. Sorry, part of that club. Yeah, you. Uh, why did I say point? I don't know, but like he's he and Mike Gartner get like the least respect sometimes, which is yeah. 
Mike Gartner makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Dion, I mean, Dion has some bad luck, you know? Yes. He, yeah, he had he does. been born a lot later when free agency was a thing, mm-hmm. he might have a very different career. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's uh, he, he played on an L.A. team that was always pretty good, but never great. Um, and it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's remarkable. Don't forget, like, don't forget starting out on the mid-70s Red Wings. Yes, I know. Yeah. Were excellent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he he had a lot of bad luck. Just never seemed to have uh, a good enough team around him. But he, um, you know, it's it, it it's funny. Like they were, he he never won the cup, right? And he had since yeah. retired. And then uh, his younger brother Gilbert scored like one really big goal for the Canadians in the '93 run and ended up with a cup ring. So you've got two brothers, yeah. one of whom scored you know 700 goals. Yeah. And his brother's the one with the cup ring. You're like, what? <laughs> so, and and that's one of those things where you can't really punish a player for not winning a cup in their career when they're when they are demonstrably great. You're just like, there's a lot of luck involved in that. Like, you have to have your team be healthy. You have to catch a couple of breaks where the other team hits a post in like a really tight game, and then you end up, you know, turning the tide and winning the series. It doesn't happen every year, even to yeah. great players like, you know, Crosby, Ovechkin, et cetera. I mean, how, how long did it take Ovechkin to break through? You never would have said that guy's not great. Yeah. Like, oh, but he never won a cup. Be like, yeah, because Crosby was always in his way. Because, you know, the year that the, the, the Bruins the too. That the Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And it's but the that year that they ran into the Penguins very recently uh, and they, they lost in six games, uh, six games in overtime. And I remember just like Washington dominating that series and Marc-Andre Fleury played out of his mind (laughs) and just, and then he had one bad game and they're like, okay, Matt Murray, you take over. But like, (laughs) I remember that game seven, people were like, oh, Ovechkin's not clutching. At one point, Ovechkin shot one top corner and it hit the knob of Fleury's stick. And you could see Fleury after like patting it, like, thanks stick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't believe I stopped that. You're like, that's not, you know, that's not not being clutch. That's just, Sometimes when the games are that close, the breaks don't go your way. And so yeah. almost like no matter what Ovechkin does, if the other guys on his team don't come up clutching, the guys on Crosby's team do, like, or his goalie plays better, or there's a post here, or uh, hitting the knob of a stick there, sometimes that, like, let, let's assume that the Capitals don't then win it the next year after that. If, if that's as close as he ever got, and you're just like, yeah, well, he never won a cup. Like, he hit the knob of the guy's stick like that. That goes in 99 times out of 100. How do you not, like, you yeah. know, it's, it's one of those things where people don't factor that in for a lot of great players who never seem to make it. It's like they did everything they could. It's just that the breaks or their like, either their team wasn't strong enough or the breaks when they were strong enough just didn't go their way. And Which, then, which happens in hockey. It happens, and it's hard to get back there year after year, right? Your, your body takes a beating through the playoffs. So, um, I, you know. I, just to bring us back to this 1980 year, uh, just one more time before we move on to 81. One thing I forgot to mention is that at least by SRS, the Oilers were actually marginally better than the Kings. I mean, marginally yeah. by 0.02, but like they did have a, so they both had negative goal differentials, Yeah. but the Oilers negative goal differential was slightly less, just slightly less negative. Like, 20 minus 21 for the Oilers and minus uh where's the Kings um minus like 23 for the Kings so like really uh really close 
but just yeah. that like if there is one argument you can make in retrospect of course no one paid any attention to goal differential at the time they only care about record but yeah. you could say that like well Gretzky was technically on the better team even if their record was much worse than the Kings but yeah um but yes yes to just sorry I just want to mention that before we moved on but just to yeah. like echo what you're saying absolutely and I think Dion Dion like I mean Ovechkin would have had this happen to him had he not won the cup and I think we're as a society we're maybe getting better as fans we're getting better at recognizing how much luck plays into especially in a 31 team league yeah but uh back then it was a little little slightly slightly uh you had slight you know the odds were slightly less uh bad but um (laughs) still it's the fact that he didn't win a heart trophy adds to this whole i i I would agree easy narrative i I don't think you can say he got robbed but you can definitely say like he he probably deserved to win that heart as much as gretzky did and that gretzky got it just because he was the phenom in the name recognition And then it's it's unfortunate for Dion that that's just after that Gretzky just took over, right? Otherwise he could have won one and then Gretzky. But then again, we all we also might be looking at it as like, well, yeah, and then Gretzky wins like another eight. He doesn't need another one. You're like, but yeah, they didn't know that in 1980. They're probably just like, we got to give this kid the hardware now. Look at him, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a tough debate, but I it makes you feel a little bad for Marcel Dion because I think that would make some people realize how great he was before Gretzky just took over hockey and was hockey, right? Yeah, absolutely. So in 81, uh, there is less controversy. I'm still going to attempt to create some just for the hell of it. Uh, (laughs) Gretzky wins his second heart. The Oilers were only 13th by points, so they improved six or three spots in the standings and were slightly better. They weren't a bubble playoff team anymore. SRS paints them as the 10th team, though, so they're better by that as well. Um, the only controversy here is that the best player on the best team this time, being at least by points, Mike Bossy, um, he was well behind Gretzky in the points, which we'll talk about in a second, but he at least scored in the hundreds instead of 79 like Ken Lindsman the year before. So he had 119 points. The case against that is, of course, that Gretzky had a lot more. <laughs> he had 164, yes. which is 12 more than had ever been scored in an NHL season prior to this. Yeah. And so he's, got a, he's got a record-breaking season. And I mean, the only argument I think you could even make for Bossy at that point, beyond best team on best player, is he had 68 goals. Yeah. But then Gretzky has 55. Like, he's yeah. not that far. And he has 109 assists, so he's more than doubled Bossy's yeah. assists. So I were like, yeah. okay, this is pretty significant. He, well, the other thing being too is he's he's twenty nine points up on Dion for the the for art loss. Yeah, twenty nine is not nothing. And he averaged more than two points a game. So I mean, you're you're yeah. starting to look at some pretty incredible numbers, right? We didn't know Gretzky well, would go completely crazy in future years, but like at the yeah. time, one sixty four must have been like, my God, this kid's gonna do this forever. I don't think they thought he would get to like the two hundreds. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty bonkers, yeah. But also, uh, Dion, who had the second highest PPG in the league, was at 1.69, which is yeah. uh, point, uh, what, point, my math is failing me, it was in point four six um, behind Gretzky, which is, like, insane. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, it's okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, regardless, point three six is still insane. Usually people oh. are ahead by... Point one or less than point one, and sometimes they're ahead by point two. 
Um, so, yeah, I don't, I mean, I was trying half-assedly to create controversy. There is no controversy. He deserved to win. And the only way that it could have been more controversial is if they'd given it to the goalie because Mike Liot almost won it. <laughs> yeah, and that is, and this this is a, one of those weird years where, I mean, I was not, you know, I was born after this season ended. Um, I was born later in 81, so I did not watch any of this. But, like, he... Neither did I, I don't believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, he had one of those seasons where it just seemed like everyone thought he was like the best goalie in the world. Um, yeah, that was the one year he went, he just went absolutely bonkers. Kind of like a Josie Theodore year where you're like, I don't think this guy's that good of a goalie, but he he is stopping everything. And he he ended up being the goalie for Team Canada in the uh, But here's the thing. He won Canada Cup and, and losing, by the way. He turned into a total save, apparently. Well, his save percentage <laughs> was .894, so... Yeah, or which maybe is, that was 84, but I think it was 81. Yeah, um, it, which is, you know, fine for the 80s, but not, it puts him eighth. He yeah. had the eighth best save percentage this season, and people were just like, he's amazing. And it's but possible that save percentage was a new idea. Yeah, yeah, presumably he was. Was he with the Whalers at that point? I believe he was on the Blues. He was on the Blues. Ah, okay. But, okay, that's different. But, but so. like, he didn't lead the league, and, like, it's a little like everyone just, like was like so the only thing he led the league in which is not something they they knew at the time because this didn't exist it's a hockey reference um uh metastat or something but so in terms of goals saved above average which is this this uh hockey reference set that tries to show how much better than average the the goalie was he he leads the league in that by one goal over Mario Lassard on the Kings. Okay. Everything else, he is... Uh, so, sorry, he's... Um, in wins, he's second by two. Um, in ties, he's third by three. Um, in uh, shots against, he's fourth. Um, in total saves, he's third. In save percentage, he's eighth. In goals against average, he's not even in the top ten. Jeez. In shutouts, uh, there was such a league tie for third that he's not in the top 10 either, but there were no shutouts this year. It was the 80s. There were like, Don Edwards led the league with three shutouts. So uh, it was a hard time. But he's he's fourth in minutes. He's first in goal saved above average. Um, and he's second in goalie point shares. Like, it's he didn't have the best season of a goalie that year. Mario Lassard did. And yeah. Anyway, this is not to, like, litigate that. It's just, it's one of those things that it does really seem like sometimes, especially in the past before, like, save percentage hadn't really been calculated by the league before. I think this might, this was either the second or first year of it. Maybe people were new to the stat, but, like, it does seem like it was one of those things where the, the narrative of him, like, saving the day for his team, like, took over, which has happened with goalies, right, sometimes? Where, like, the eye test is maybe just, is more powerful than like say wait a minute he's not even top 10 in goals against average <laughs> what yeah. anyway just just a little um i'm sure i'm gonna get pilloried for this hot take but it it feels like it's it's lucky for gretzky and for us in our sanity that um you know he didn't he didn't find his way into because like you said bill it was a close race very close he, very he won, close he won the less he won the Lester B. Pearson Award. Yeah, he did. He did. 
All right, so let's go to a year with even less controversy, perhaps basically none, um, and that is 1982, and... This is when the first of the years that Gretzky scored over 200 points. He had 212, which uh, is a record by, you know, 60, basically, almost 60 points. Um, the Oilers were only second overall and third by SRS, but they were still finally one of the better teams in the league. Um, Gretzky was ahead uh, of Bossy by, uh, you know, uh, 65 points. Yeah. So, and he also, oh yeah, this is also the year that he scored 92 goals. Jeez. Yeah, there's no, and uh, prior there's no to that, any of that. Yeah, <laughs> prior to that, uh, the record was Esposito with 76. So, Shattered, um, yeah. yeah, no, uh, this is not close. No. Uh, yeah, this is like, it's the biggest slam dunk of slam dunks, right? Yeah. So in 83, Gretzky had a shitty year. He only scored 196 points. <laughs> um, the Oilers were that had the same record, but by, by SRS, which takes into account goal differential, they were actually the best team in the league. So uh, they, they, had, uh, they had four. I'm sorry, I said third. They were actually second. They were tied for second, but they were four points off the Bruins, but they were um, they were. So fairly significantly better than the Bruins by actual goal differential. Um, uh, Gretzky led Peter Stasny in the uh, in the Art Ross Trophy by uh, 64 points. Sorry, 70, 72. I'm sorry, I cannot count, apparently. 72 <laughs> points. Um, so that's ridiculous. And uh, again, it's hard to know what to say because that is about as open yeah. and shut as it gets. Yeah, these are like the years you kind of just gloss over because you're just like, well, I mean, what do you say? Like, just it's clearly Gretzky and like he's in a whole other league. Like, you can't yeah. even you can't even include the guy in your fantasy pool because he'll wreck it. Like, he ruins the game. He's so good. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like it's like it's it's like having Bo Jackson in that old Tecmo Bowl game where he's untacklable. Ah. <laughs> like, it's basically that, right? Like, just you're not allowed to take Gretzky. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> So in 84, Gretzky won his uh, fifth. Um, he had 205 points, a bit of a return to form. The Oilers were the best team in the league by uh, by any standard. They were uh, 15 points up on the Islanders and the Bruins for first place. And SRS-wise, they were really far ahead, uh, 42 points ahead of the uh, – or 42 – sorry, 0.42 on the SRS scale ahead of the Nordiques. Um who were, for some reason, penalized terribly. The Nordiques were actually a much better team than their record, but because of silly things, they ended up, presumably ties, they ended up seventh, though they were second best by SRS. That is apparently the only thing to talk about, because Gretzky scored um, almost 80 points, 79 points more than Paul Coffey, his teammate. Man. <laughs> Which is just pretty unbelievable yeah. absurd yeah so, so oh yeah and this is also that was also the year that they won their first uh yeah they finally broke through they finally the beat the islanders yeah. yeah 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 well the islanders are starting to get a bit older and they you know there's like that famous quote from gretzky where he talks about those playoffs and he said i think it was he and messier walked by the islanders dressing room at the end of the uh, the 83 final 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, we got to walk by their dressing room. Like, we're going to hear those guys hooting and hollering, and we got to, like, watch them celebrating. They said, okay, you know, like, let's just put our heads down and do it real quick. And they, when they went to walk by, they couldn't hear a sound. And so they kind of, like, poked their heads, like, to try to look in the room a bit. And they said all the guys are just lying down on the floor exhausted. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's what it takes to win the cup. Like, we're yeah. not there yet. And Gretzky said that multiple times. He's like, once we sort of saw that, we're like, that's what we have to do. Okay, next year we're we're going to do it. And then after that, they were, I mean, except for that, you know, unfortunate own goal by Steve Smith off uh, off your skate, they probably win five in a row, right? Like, I yeah. mean, they were so damn. I mean, you could you could make an argument the Habs might have beat them in '86, but like, except for that, it's pretty much an uninterrupted run of them and the Flames every year and they usually beat the flames uh to get to the cup finally and that flames team was damn good too because nobody else would have beat the oilers yeah. so um it's pretty impressive uh that they were that good for that long yeah so 85 gretzky's sixth the oilers are now second by points but are still actually the best team by srs um they the flyers were four points ahead of them in the stand in the standings but the oilers were slightly better actually uh, Gretzky had 208 points, which was um, only uh, 73 ahead of Yari Curry. Yeah. <laughs> um, his teammate, of course, as usual at this point, the the Oilers were dominating the uh, the scoring race as well. Um, yeah, not much to say for 85, I think. No, I mean, uh, what, what, Howard Chuck gets one first place vote and so does yeah. Rod Langway. And you have to assume that's, you know, the beat writer out of Winnipeg. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> yes, actually, that's, thank you for pointing that out, Bill. That's something to point out. In, in 80, in 82, he had, Gretzky had 63 first place votes, which is all of them, I believe. Um, in 83, he had 60, no, sorry, 43. Um, because Pete Peters got 14 for some reason, um, and Denis Savard got three, and then in uh, in '84 he had 60, and '85 he had 60. So there were, like you said, there was like one guy who was trying to go against the consensus. The one guy who was experiencing Jordan fatigue and was yep. like, you know, Gretzky fatigue. We should really call Jordan fatigue Gretzky fatigue. Except it didn't happen really until or, or, or just try to get a guy like, you know, Langway or uh, Howard Chuck or Brian Sutter just to be like, you know what? Nobody really acknowledged how good this guy's season was. I'm Brian Sutter. Because I know Gretzky's going to slam it home. So there's. Why did Brian uh, Sutter get a first place vote? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were you, you were saying I just you said the name and I forgot. I forgot he was on there. And I was like, what? It's yeah, absurd. Yeah. But yeah, you, you got to figure every once in a while there's a writer who's like, this guy deserves some recognition. But yeah, I, and it's not like, a, oh, what, what if it's close? It's like Gretzky's going to win in a landslide. So I don't feel bad throwing a vote away to like let yeah. my hometown guy know that somebody really thought he was awesome. Like, I feel like yeah. that's sort of what's going on there. Yeah. So 86, the uh, as, as Bill already mentioned, the year that they didn't win the Stanley Cup, Gretzky had 215 points, which remains the most all time. Uh, three more than his previous record. And, you know, I don't even know the last time somebody had close to 200. It was probably Lemieux the season he had 199, right? Which was now 20, uh, I mean, you know, almost 30 years ago. 
Well, we'll yeah. see. Um, Gretzky also, uh, at this point, had become more of a f- facilitator and had an absurd 163 assists. Wow. Which I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, remains... I don't think he or... Uh, I was trying to see if I can uh, pull up to see if he ever if he ever beat that. I don't think... I don't see how... Yeah. <laughs> because that's more points than most players have ever scored in a single season. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the, yeah. it's the assist record. Yeah. 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 So it was actually almost 30 more than he had when he set the previous record, which he had done the year before. So he was now, you know, he'd been a, doing both earlier, but now that he had better teammates, um, now his teammates got better. They were doing more of the scoring. He was more his setup. Um, he was only uh, 74 points ahead of Mario Lemieux in in the standings. Um, and at some point, in the, and we don't have to have this conversation immediately, but we're going to, when we get to presumably um, the first Lemieux trophy where there's some controversy, I believe, in yeah. the first one. But there is a, a Lemieux-Gretzky argument that exists that goes along the lines of um, Lemieux would have passed Gretzky's co- totals had he not had his various health problems. Because, of course, Lemieux had very, very serious health problems throughout his career. Yeah, like, like, like ba- basically back problems from like year, year three or four onwards. Um, yeah. Even when he was in his prime and they were winning cups, there were some games where he couldn't even tie his own skates. He had to have other people tie his skates for him. Like he couldn't yeah. bend over. And then he would go out and still get three or four points, you know. He was unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, and, and some people might argue he's probably the best pure goal scorer, although I think Mike Bossy and some other players have a little bit to say about that. Um, but as an all-around player and much more of a physical specimen than Gretzky, um, I, I still don't think Lemieux ever would have beat his records because he played during the clutch and grab era. And it would have well, that's, him that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the beating he took playing in that era. Yeah. Had Lemieux been five years younger and come in at the same time as Gretzky, maybe. But I, I don't know. Gretzky put up some goofy well, numbers. So, so that's that's why I bring this up right now. Because yes, Lemieux is younger this season, so he's really young, right? Eighty six is his second season in the league, I think. Yeah. So he's like whatever he is, he's twenty or something. But yeah. he is seventy four points off Gretzky's pace. Now, obviously, he's got time to get in his prime. 80, 86, yeah. Uh, that's his age 20 season, yeah. So second season in the league. But, like, 74 points. And I know Gretzky's, like, fully, like, you know, Gretzky... This is Gretzky's best offensive season. This is the best offensive season in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Um, his uh, points per game are, are almost 2.7. But that's worth pointing out. It's almost a point per game more than Lemieux. Yeah. And Paul Coffey. Yeah, and he still gets four first-place votes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just... and uh, I'm. I just I've had this argument specifically while drinking with people a number of times. And I think that like unless like you said, Bill, unless you move Lemieux's career to to when Gretzky started and you remove the health problems, I don't think there's a chance in hell. No. Because no. we should remember that Gretzky has something like a thousand more points than Lemieux does. Yes, yeah, he does. And I mean that's Lemieux missed so much. Time it's it's not it's just a little bit more. It's like it's a it's a career more. Basically. It, it, it is, but you like when you factor in that Lemieux 
like left and then came back, missed, you know, mo- <laughs> missed half a season because he was getting treatments for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, came yeah. back and still won the scoring championship. Yeah. I'm, not trying, to, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say yeah. he isn't one of the greatest the three greatest players in history or four greatest players in history, your mileage may vary on that. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess the consensus online and the, on hockey's future forum is there's the top four are hard to figure out, but anyway, yeah, but just that, I think the argument that he had, he just been healthy, he would have passed him. I'm not sure that bears scrutiny, especially given that Gretzky scored more points per game than. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think most people are thinking like by the time Lemieux was putting up 199 points, um, you know, if he'd been doing that starting in the mid eighties and had been healthy, then, I mean, he's in the realm of the points that Gretzky was, you know, yeah. could score. So then if he puts together multiple seasons of that without the health problems and I like, a, you, there's a decent argument. Like I, I, I'm willing, maybe it's cause I lived in Villemard for a while or <laughs> at least yeah. I live about three blocks away from his childhood home. Um, but like, I, I feel like a lot of people just on pure raw talent. And when you saw him, you're like, Oh my God, did you see that goal? Yeah. Gretzky was like a precision. It it's almost like, um, it's, it's almost like watching a sort of like a flashy quarterback. Like um, you, you probably don't watch very much NFL, I would imagine. Um, no, I don't. But you know, a, a guy like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick or, uh, this quarterback who just runs around, makes people miss, throws a long bomb down the field. And you're just like, physically, you cannot stop this guy. He's incredible. And then you get to a guy like Peyton Manning, who you're like, I might be able to beat that guy in a foot race. He is not a fantastic athlete. Um, he looks awkward, but he just, the precision and the like knowing where the play is going to be before anybody else knows and just understanding the game on a whole other level is like, oh, that's what Gretzky was like. Just like, I, I don't look like I should be able to do this. I look a little bit awkward doing it. My skating, you would never call me the best skater in the league. Like it's yeah. adequate to get up and down the ice and be in the right position. But just no, like, you know, a full second ahead of everybody else in terms of where I need to be. So he was always in the right place at the right time and would just see things nobody else saw. It's that kind of athlete. You're like, that guy shouldn't be that good. And yet he's one of the best, if not the best I've ever seen. And he... If you look at his physical toolbox, like that guy should score 30 goals and instead he scores 92. You're like, how does he do it? And then you, you know, find out what a sort of uh, preparation and practice freak that person is. And then you're, oh, that's why. Like the old legend of, um, there's an old like Gretzky book that I read when I was a kid. And it was like, apparently his dad would would cut holes out of a picnic table um, for him to like shoot it, shoot the puck at from like three or four feet away. Yeah, uh, maybe even further away. I don't know how um, Wayne Gretzky. I'm assuming he could probably do it from 20 feet away if he needed to. But the, the hole for the puck, sort of like his dad applied basically uh, like a basketball theory to it. Okay. The the ball is you know the hoop is not much bigger than the ball, right? Like that's yeah. kind of the whole point. It make it really difficult. Well, he basically like so Wayne could practice shooting without a goalie. Made holes through this picnic table for Wayne to shoot at. And when he just took a pencil and drew around the puck, the hole was not very much bigger than the puck. So yeah. to get it through, you had to be like a perfect shot every time. And yeah. he would sit there and do it for hours and that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, like if you're that level of like, you're practicing that sort of you know precision. So 
everybody always makes fun of those 80s goalies, right? You know, the goalie comes out of the net and Wayne just winds up and slaps it right past him like he wasn't there. Yeah. He pretty much picked the post and in, you would have to assume, right? Like, it was yeah. a great shot. So, yeah. um, there's th- those kind of things, too, you know? it's it, Lemieux wows you more, right? You've got that great Lemieux goal where he comes in and dekes through the whole team against the, the, the North Stars in that cup final where you're like, yeah, yeah. It's this goal I've ever seen in my life. Like, that is absolutely incredible. Gretzky didn't score goals like that, but he would just slowly but surely pick you apart, find a guy wide open, and just slap it by the goalie. Like, just, you know, it... it he didn't look as glorious doing it, right? And so I, I think for a lot of people, that plays into it. Like, Lemieux played harder somehow or did it all by himself more somehow. And it's like... Well, and he's, he's a bigger guy. and Yeah. You know, like, at least... I don't know who's taller, actually. I assume Lemieux is. But, like, oh, he's definitely taller, I think. broader. Yeah. I think Gretzky's, um, like, 5'11". I think Lemieux's, like, 6'3 or 6'4". Oh, yeah, I think... Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so, speaking of goal scoring, though... Gretzky did lead the league in goal scoring in uh, 87 and he had 62 goals and uh, he of course had lots of points again. He had only had 183 though. And uh, that put him 75 ahead of his teammate, Yari Curry. Wow. Uh, yeah. So again, this is, this is his, uh, his eighth in a row, his eighth heart trophy in a row. And again, I mean, there's not really, the Oilers were the best team in the league record wise and by SRS. So there's no, there's no issue here again. Where we get to a little bit of controversy is 1988. And this is when finally Gretzky fatigue yes, shows up. Yes, that's it. And I say that for the reason that even though Lemieux led the league in points, Gretzky had the uh, better year per game wise. So not demonstrably better. Like, well, not for him. Not the kind of dominance <laughs> Gretzky is used to. Gretzky yeah. only scored 149 points. He missed some games, but he still scored at 2.33 points per game. Now, Lemieux scored at 2.18, which in any other season would be insane, but was behind Gretzky. It just wasn't far as far behind as any player had been from him in like seven years or something like that, or eight years. It had been a really long time since someone had managed to come that close. But the reason why I suggest there's controversy is because the Penguins were not good, as you might imagine. Uh-huh. They were a playoff team. Sorry, they weren't a playoff team uh, because of weird seating. Um, so this is one of those instances. Um, I'm actually really surprised that they weren't a playoff team, uh, but they weren't. But here's so this is one of those weird things with the division stuff in the '80s. They were they should have been a playoff team based on uh, the weird NHL stuff because they were a better team than the Jets, the Whalers, the Blues, and the Blackhawks and the Kings, all of whom made the playoffs. But because of division seeding, they didn't make the playoffs. Um, they actually had a five uh, above 500 record. It wasn't much above 500, but the NHL still let in a bunch of sub 500 teams in a different division in different divisions. So it's really weird because it's one of the weird instances in which uh, one of the like three or four instances in NHL history where the guy who um, who won the Hart Trophy didn't make the playoffs, but his team should have made the playoffs. In a, if, if the system had just been better, so. Figure that one out. I, I, that's ridiculous. But I think where the controversy exists, aside from the Penguins not making the playoffs, is, of course, that Gretzky was hurt, but he still had a, an overall better season in terms of, like, scoring. Yeah. Um, how many games did he miss this year? Let me look. Almost 80. 20. You know, oh, yeah, that's, that's sizable. Yeah, yeah, he missed a lot of games, yeah. 
Yes, he only played 64. Okay. He only played 64. He's not 149 points. I mean, uh, there isn't. Yeah, that's that's absurd. You know, it's also like it's limited controversy, right? Like it's controversy, but it's like the best we can muster. Yeah, and it's it's basically like people saying, okay, well, Gretzky was hurt, so we can basically excuse not giving it to him. And it's Gretzky yeah. fatigue, I would assume. Yeah. Um, if yeah. if Gretzky didn't hadn't won the what is it seven in a row before that or eight in yeah. a row. Um, it was eight, it was eight, yeah, in, a row, eight yeah. in a row. So at that point, people are like, "Give it to the new kid. He's almost as good. He's on his way up. Let's give him. Uh, you know, we'll maybe we'll never get to give it to him if Gretzky doesn't get hurt again. You know, like he's going to become the Brad Park to uh, Gretzky's or where he just never wins this trophy because that guy's in the league the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So maybe sure. maybe that's why, right? But I I think they just wanted to acknowledge how. You know, and Lemieux is outstandingly good. It's just that Gretzky's on another planet up until this point. And then it's like, oh, Lemieux's actually, like, in the conversation as he might be able to be that good, too. So I I could see why they gave it to him, even though I I think it probably still should have gone to Gretzky. Um, I think Lemieux should have won probably many in a row later. But for for now, um, I I would say I'd, I'd lean towards Gretzky on that, but I'm not offended by the choice either. It's also I just like to also put out that uh, point out that Hack and Lube didn't get a single first place vote despite being the best forward on the very clearly superior to everybody Calgary Flames. Yes. Um, that year the Flames were uh very good. Uh, they only had 105 points, but they were like clearly like they scored uh 34 more goals than the Oilers did. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So that's that's funny that that happens. It's also so, it's also 1988, so voting for a foreigner is not exactly going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So going to 89, um, we have more controversy because as if people were feeling um, guilty about 88, they decided to give Gretzky his ninth heart in a year that Lemieux probably should have won the heart trophy. I would I would say he absolutely should. Have yeah, won. yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I mean, the, the only reason you could see Gretzky, like, he scored eighty five goals that year and had a hundred. He had the same number of assists as Gretzky in two yeah. less games. He had eighty five goals. He had one hundred ninety nine points. Like, what more do you want from the guy? He scored who won that trophy. He scored thirty one more points than Gretzky. Yeah. Uh, as well, he also for the first time. In like nine seasons, somebody beat Gretzky in the points per game. Yeah. Uh, and not by a little bit. Like he's by by forty seven. Yeah. By point four seven, which is That's a enough. lot. Yeah. Um, it's true that the Penguins were not great again, but they were, well, they were fine. The fact yeah. is, they weren't terrible. Um, and uh, the Kings were marginally better than them. Yeah. Like marginally to, to, to um, me there, there's one reason and one reason only why Gretzky wins that one and it's a really stupid reason it's because he got traded to the LA Kings and he was going to make hockey big in the states and yeah, so yeah, every, that's American, true. every American is like wow Gretzky's going to make hockey blow up and everybody voted for him and I'm betting even most of Canada the Canadian writers voted for him as like a you were the best and we miss you and we wish you were still in Canada. Like he, he had to have gotten some sort of like, you know, he cried. No, I, I agree with you completely. On that. Yeah. Cause there's no reason Lemieux shouldn't win that one. And if I think if the previous one had tipped to Gretzky, maybe there's no way they can't give this one to Lemieux. Like they would have just been like, we can't justify this. Yeah. But to, to me, like it's not even close 40 votes to 18. 
It has to be the the phenomenon of like Gretzky going to L.A. and making hockey big. Well, you know, it has to be. That I agree 100% with that. I think that played a huge part. I would like to re- retract something I just said, though. When I said the Kings were marginally better than the um, Penguins, that yeah. was by record. By by SRS, they were way better. Yeah. So well, it the, is... The, the Penguins are still a one-man team, right? Like, yeah, you can say the Kings were a better team, but like that hasn't stopped people from awarding the heart to people on poorer teams in the past, right? So... Hundred percent. All right. Um, so, going ahead to nineteen ninety, we have a player who is not named Gretzky or Lemieux winning the heart, which is crazy. Yeah. Perhaps a little controversial, given that I, 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 I would say downright stupid. Well, Bill, <laughs> it's possible. I, I agree with you, but it's also possible that you're you you have a. Oh, I have a massive bias. I hate. Yeah, it. you have a massive bias here. Um. Yeah, it's it. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually annoyed. Most people I know who have met him are like, yeah, he's actually really nice in person. I'm like, oh, that makes me hate him more somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so I want him to be the villain that I need. <laughs> so speaking of, so Bill, you just mentioned that there was a really strong narrative with Gretzky winning the heart in '89. There was an equally strong narrative with Messier winning the heart in '90 because, of course, the Oilers were still good without and Gretzky. Without Gretzky, now they weren't really good. It's worth pointing out. Um, they were fifth by points, and by SRS, they were also fifth, actually. They were the same. Well, tied for fourth, rather. Tied for fourth. Um, so they were not the best team in the league, but they were, I guess, you got to think people, sort of like the Raptors, sorry to bring basketball, but sort of like the Raptors this year, people were thinking the uh, Oilers could not continue to be good without their star player, and they were. And so people decided to vote for Messier. The problem is that Messier's year was not um, anywhere near that of uh, Gretzky's or Lemieux's. The argument, I think you could make more with Lemieux than Gretzky, because Lemieux missed more games, is that Lemieux missed just way too many games, right? He he played in 59. And Gretzky. still almost had as many points as Messier Lemieux, and as, had as Messier. many goals as Messier. Yes. 20 less games and he scored 45 goals. Yeah. And you know, came within six points of matching Messier in 20 less games. To me, that's yeah. like, I, I'm always like, you know, it's not his fault. He got hurt. He should, you know, he should be getting that trophy over Messier. I would also make an argument that Gretzky with his. I think you can argue Gretzky points, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could argue Bork as well. And the, um, the by the way, the Penguins were terrible. Oh yeah. The, but yeah. to me, that's like Lemieux clearly, if you look at it by a points per game basis and the fact that, in 20 less games, he scored the same number of goals as he did. Yeah. I, I even, and no, I'm not going to give it to Brett Hall. I, I really don't like Brett Hall. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, I, I like, I like Bork. I think Bork is a pretty good choice. I think, I think Bork is a good choice. I think Gretzky's probably, if you won't give it to Lemieux, who obviously had the best points per game. Uh, and I, I still think he should win that. If you're not going to give it to him, I think you've got to give it to Gretzky or Bork over Messier in that one. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel like a lot of people who, you know, differed on, I mean, Gretzky got one first place vote. He had 142 points. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't that make doesn't any make, sense. No, That's, it so, makes no sense. So we're, really we're taking stupid. this one away from Messier and possibly. Uh, we should, we should one. point out that Bork and Messier tied for first place votes, but uh, Messier yeah. had slightly more other votes. So it wasn't yeah. like it was a, 
slam dunk. No. It was it, it always feels in retrospect it always feels like it could never have gone any other way, which is actually something called the historian's fallacy, uh, yeah. which is a side note. But um in this case it was very it was one of the closest votes um in history as far as I know. Um yeah. with them having to be decided by not first place votes because they both had the same number of first place votes. Yeah. Which makes sense because Messier was not a good choice. He was not the worst choice, but he was not a good choice. Wow, well, out of that list of like six players you put down, to me, he's uh, he might be the worst choice. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm not even kidding. I I think I would have given you know Hull scored 72 goals, but he's way off in the points. Yeah. I, so I might put Messi over him, but to me, he's at best fourth or fifth on that list. Yeah. Oh, I think, I don't I don't disagree. So in, in 1991, uh, <laughs> Brett Hull wins it um, because, again, Gretzky fatigue. Yep. Um, it's we should I should double check the uh, the Kings were good again. The Kings were a uh, uh, third best team in the league by points, and they were the best team by SRS, which must you know if if gold anyone been paying attention to goal differential, people would have been probably getting really really upset. Yes. But no one did. Um, so Gretzky is clearly, I think, the choice here. Um, oh, it also worth pointing out that he was he was only point two points up on Adam Oates, um, who had a better year than Brett Hall did, his teammate. But that's another yeah. story. But uh, um, he was still ahead of Adam Oates in the. Uh, I mean, sorry, Adam Oates got hurt, so Gre- Brett Hall had a better total year, you know, uh, points wise. Maybe Adam Oates missed too many games. I don't know how many games he missed. Um, yeah. But the point being that Adam Oates had uh, almost 0.19 points per game more than Brett Hull. Yeah. Uh, this season, his teammate. Oh yeah, he only played 61, so people aren't going to vote for you if you only play 61 games. Anyway, the, that's not the point. The point is that uh, Gretzky had a better season. Of course, Brett Hull scored 86 goals, which was the closest anyone had come to, and is the closest anyone has ever come, right? Yeah, it's the second best total ever. I think Lemieux had 85 one year. Yeah, Lemieux had 85. Yeah. So so that's, so that's the reason. Yeah. Um, is that an absolutely preposterous number of goals? He was six off of the record. Um, yeah. I presume at some point early in the season, people might have been even talking about him possibly trying to break the record. Yeah. Maybe they talked about it all season. Um, so that that is easy to understand, but like. Yeah. I mean, his he was scoring 1.1 goals per game, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he had 44 first place votes to Gretzky's 20 when Gretzky had the better season, yeah, um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Also, it's I worth think people out. just got so tired of Gretzky racking up assists. They're like, yeah, whatever. Like we're over yeah. Wayne. Yeah, fast fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. To, to me, to me, the criminal thing here, and I, I'm not even his biggest fan that Ray Bork doesn't get any first place votes with a 94 point season and a plus 33. Like yeah. that's a hell of a defenseman season. Yes. He wins the Norris, but to me, you know, I think, I think, I think it's just like if Hull had scored 65 goals or 70 goals, it's, it's Gretzky for sure. And Bork probably finishes second, but it's well, 86 so, with like, Oh my God, how did he do that kind of thing? You know, the other thing is that the blues by points were the second best team in the league. That yeah. uh, by goal, and- by SRS they are fourth. Um, yeah. But and and yeah, the the standings were messed up this year because the Blackhawks, um, the Blackhawks were the third best team in the league by SRS, but first best team by yeah. uh, by points. And f- uh, funnily enough, uh, um, Steve Larmer 
Now, I'm not saying uh, he should get first place votes, but, you know, he only got 1.5% of the vote, which is crazy given that he was the best forward on the best team. But anyway. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Bill. I think uh, I think this is uh, Gretzky, and I certainly think you can vote for some other people. Hull is... I get it. It's the 86 goals. It's really hard to... Uh, it's easy to imagine a time in which... Uh, So for uh, 1992, we have Mark Messier's second heart, and this time uh, he was on the Rangers. And this time, the Rangers were very good. They were the best team in the league by points, by seven, and they were best team by SRS by a lot, uh, by um, not quite 0.3, but basically 0.26. Sorry. So the, um, the Rangers were good. Um, this is, you could definitely argue that this is Lemieux's trophy. And um, I will. <laughs> and you will. Okay. Uh, because he, you know, he scored um, a lot more points. He scored eight more points than his teammate Kevin Stevens. He scored 10 more points than Wayne Gretzky. And he scored, uh, what's that, uh, 24 more points than Messier. However, um, this is one of the two interpretations of the award, right? One of them is the best forward in the league provided he's on the playoff team and the other is the best player on the best team and at least in this case you could make a case that it was either Messier or Brian Leach um I'm having uh my my uh page isn't sorting but give me one second so the the Rangers were in addition to being the best team in the league they were the third best offensive team in the league and they were the fourth best defensive team so they were neither the best offensive or the best defensive but given uh, the season Leach had, which was, I believe, a pretty good year. Um, yeah, Leach. If memory serves, yeah, he had. Oh, yeah, this is his 102 point season. Yeah. So you could. The defense you could, would have scored 100 points, and you don't give it to him over that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think you definitely. If I if I was choosing between Messier and Brian Leach for this one, I would give it to Leach. Yeah. But 100%. I do feel like, and and you you can feel free to uh, beat the Lemieux bandwagon. But I, uh, uh, I, I feel like this is a lot better than the first Messier. Part. I, I disagree. I think this is one even more infuriating. Um, Why? Well, so the first one was, okay, Messier is all by himself now, and he doesn't have Gretzky to help him, and he's winning. So that's why everybody voted for him. Yeah. And now he also gets the, well, Gretzky's gone, and he got traded to the New York market. Look how great he is here as well. And it's like, so he gets... He gets like the, Gret- the Gretzky. Remember the Gretzky one that he got just because he had first shown up yes. in LA and he's yes. going to save hockey in LA. Well, now yeah. Messier gets the one that's like, well, I showed up and saved hockey in New York City. This is like just. Can, uh, can I now- can I just yes. punch one hole in that? And that is that Go the ahead. Kings were not as good as the Rangers were. So oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm talking about earlier when we when we had um, Lemieux's 199 point season and Gretzky won it over him yeah but but the kings that 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 year the kings were yeah but the kings were a good team but they were not the best team in the league in this case the rangers were the best team in the league right to me still i lemieux played 64 games so he plays you know even three quarters of a season he still leads the league in points and wins the art ross 
you know, he scores 44 goals in only 64 games. So he's going over 50 goals. Yeah. He's, you know, dominating in a way that even Gretzky's not doing at this point in LA. Obviously, we talked about his injuries before. Lemieux had the well-known injuries. He's killing it. If you're going to give it to a player on the league-leading Rangers, it's got to be Brian Leach. But because I, Messi I has agree. the star power and all the cups and blah, 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 blah. Now he's going to come and captain the Rangers to their first cup in this many years and this big narrative. So he wins it. Don't get me wrong. Messier's a great player. Like Even as much as I hate his face, he's a great player. You can't deny that he's a great player. Is he better than Lemieux? Not even close, in my opinion. No. Um, and, and, he's a lot and better to, at cross-checking people in the face. But, to your point, yeah. Lemieux was 0.7 PPG ahead of Messier this season. Yes. To, to me, that's ridiculous. Like, so Lemieux, and at this point, I feel like Lemieux's at least minus one, maybe minus two Art Ross, uh, not Art Ross's because he won those <laughs> yeah. uh, heart trophies that he should have had. I, I think I'm my vote here is for Leach. The reason being 64, like that's 16. I mean, I'm OK with either Lemieux or Leach. Um, yeah, I, uh, Messi, you have to give it to a ranger, it's got to be Leach, I think. Yeah, I, I agree I with you. It's, it's 102 points as a defenseman. Yeah. Like, I I know Paul Coffey, like, destroyed some records, but, like, that's, in, in you know, the early 90s, yes, it was still pretty wide open, but, like, for a defenseman to score that many was something else. Like, well, and here's the other thing about Paul Coffey, is as much as Paul Coffey had some incredible seasons, he was never five points behind Gretzky at the end of the year. Yeah, right. Exactly. Leach was five points behind Messier at the end of the season, um, which is uh, sorry. Um, I had a moment. I had a moment where I thought for a second Brian Leach didn't make the first team All Star either, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" And I was looking at the first team rookie instead, so that makes way more sense because I almost had like my my tongue almost fell out of my mouth. Um, no, I mean I get what you're saying uh, about Lemieux. Um, I, I 64, it's, it's right for me. It's right on the border there. Yeah. Like it is, it's probably enough to give it to him. He's so far ahead of everybody else. Not so much in terms of total points. Cause he's only eight, eight ahead of Kevin Stevens, but in terms of points per game, he is, yeah. um, it's a monster year. Yeah. He's 0. 0.3, uh, sorry, 0. 0.41 ahead of Gretzky in terms of points per game, which is a ton. Yeah. yeah. He beat Gretzky by 10 points and played 10 fewer games. I mean, come yeah. on. Like, just it's ridiculous. And and the Penguins, like... They were getting good, too. Um, Let me just see where they were here. Yeah, they were... I mean, they were not amazing. They were they were uh, eighth. Uh, yeah, sorry, Toronto, sorry. Tied for six. But SR, yeah, but SRS has them at fifth. Um, So, you know, they were... Uh, And that's... I mean, the Rangers were a way, way, way better team in terms of yeah, goal differential. Yeah. Um, But... uh. Yeah, I mean, they just, like they just basically brought in the 1990 Oilers to complement all their young players. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Remember, there's no salary cap there, and they could do whatever the hell they want. This is very, very true. Yes. But I mean, yeah, I, I all of, what I was trying to say earlier is that I, I get like the complaint about the narrative and everything, and I think there absolutely was that narrative element, and I think it's probably quite silly. But I do feel like in this particular case, though, I do think Leach deserves it more than him. Like, I feel like, as you said, with the first Messier, you, you're like, there's like five guys who deserve it more than him, at least. Yeah. And 
on this one, I'm not sure it's five. Oh, I no, think no. This, it's this like one two. is Lemieux should clearly win it based on just how good of a player he is. And if you have to give it to a player on the Rangers, I still think Leach should get it over Messi. I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I, I, I agree that, like, Leach, if you have, if you, if this is a year because Lemieux missed 16 games, which isn't that many, but it still is something, yeah. uh, and you have to give it to a Ranger, um, then I, yeah, I think it's Brian Leach for sure. Yeah. I think there's, I, I there's, think Messi is third. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's. And Gretzky has a decent case too. Gretzky always has a decent case. I mean, Christ, is, uh, you know, until he's like in his final year where he's like just a shell of his former self because of all the injuries. and But he's still sort of Wayne every once in a while where he's just like, holy shit, that guy's good. Um, but he's, he's so much older other than like his – I'm talking about like the last two years when he was at the Rangers kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's like Gretzky's the either the best or it's Lemieux and then him like in the whole league every time. It's just that, you know, if you're going to reward a, like a, an outlier, maybe not outlier, but like a year where everything went right statistically, like every bounce sort of bounced into the net instead of hit a post kind of thing. Leach had 102 points. Like if there's ever a year to give a defenseman the heart, yeah. that's one of those years where it's like, dude, like if you if you score more than a hundred points as a defenseman, I almost, it, it should be, somebody else has to go bonkers for the heart i would almost see i would much rather entertain that leach gets it instead of lemieux and i would like oh i'm gonna listen to that and i by the way i also hate brian leach because i'm a canucks fan like i'm supposed to but i recognize how damn talented he was in fact if we ever have an episode about the greatest american player i might have to make the case for being brian leach like he's he was phenomenally good um like such a difference maker um and i'm actually quite delighted now that we have uh have our potential rookie of the year, Quinn Hughes, because he reminds me a lot of Brian Leach. Like, he kind of skates on a different level than everybody else and always does the right thing, and he's always seems to be in the right spot. Like, it's weird. He's just always there. And he, he never wows you physically, but, like, he's just there all the time. And, man, can he skate. Um, he's just one of those kind of defensemen. And, I mean, Lemieux, I, I think it should be Lemieux's award, but only because I'm a big proponent of... Lemieux might be in the conversation for greatest player all time. And other than Leach being a defenseman that scored 100 points, I find nobody else's stats blow his out of the water that it shouldn't just go to Lemieux. And, and, the, and, the, and there's a segue to 1993 with the case uh, supposedly against Lemieux. But before we get to that, I just want to mention that this was not even close, right? Messier had 67 first place yes. votes. Patrick Waugh had one. Brett Hall had one. Um, Lemieux got zero, and Brian Leach, uh, I don't know how many Brian Leach got in. He got zero for split votes, but I don't know what percentage of the vote Brian Leach got, but he didn't even make it in the top five because people apparently were just, like you said, Bill, were just so into the narrative yeah. um, that uh, they just didn't even think about it. Um, so, so the reason I bring up Lemieux again is because 64 games played was apparently a reason to like not vote for Lemieux in 1992 but of course in 1993 Lemieux played even fewer games and won the heart well so I I believe he also had cancer and came back to win the score yes he did he did and there was a really strong narrative but this is of course the problem with so apparently having a, a debilitating back injury where you can't even tie your own skates not enough makes you a huge pussy 
but having cancer and yeah. everybody's like, well, this guy's the toughest guy I've ever met in my life. So fighting through one type of injury that is like a lot of dads have and can't help their kids like pick up their trike. Ah, that guy's a wimp. Oh, what you, that, that whole like tough hockey player narrative thing. Right. And then yeah. you get cancer and you come back and score a bunch of goals. Everybody's like, well, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's, it's almost like he had to prove himself that way because Lemieux didn't fight. Lemieux didn't do a lot of the tough guy stuff. All he, he almost, and, and I've seen this, you know, I, once again, as a Canucks fan, a lot of people probably said on me for this, but it's like that, you know, the Sedins weren't tough. They sucked. They, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like the amount of abuse those guys took and kept producing. Same thing with Lemieux. People would jump on his back and slash him and, you know, Graves famously broke his wrist in the playoffs with the slash. Like, he took so much abuse and fought through it all to score, like, incredible amounts of points. And it's like, there's, there's like, a, I don't want to punch anybody in the face, but I'm tough enough to take this beating. And then, like, at what point do the refs just step in and be like, you shouldn't be allowed to just cross-check someone ad nauseum. Like, you, like this is not a... Like, these are against the rules. I realize he's tough to stop, but you can't just do whatever you want to stop him kind of thing. You know, and Lemieux then, you know, it, this this is neat. He was already complaining about it in the early 90s. And then in the late, in the late 90s, he's just like, you've got to be kidding me. This is a thing. Like, how can we be playing this type of hockey? Um, you know, he had a valid point. Like, he, he was a tough guy. He just wasn't a fighter. And he wasn't going to, you know, get into the dirty stick work. He was he wanted to go score goals. And, you know, that's I think that's why they got enough tough guys on Pittsburgh to finally be like, you touch him, we'll kill you. Let's go. And, uh, you know, but the, those Pittsburgh teams are so talented, too. So it's it, it's a weird thing. But it's like that guy who's talented. Uh, you know, people still say that about Gretzky, too. Like, oh, Gretzky is such a wimp. Be like, he was he wasn't paid to do that. He wasn't built to do that. He just wanted to score goals. <laughs> he wanted to play the sport. <laughs> like, you know, so it's it, it's it's interesting. The way that people view Lemieux, sometimes I felt like until he overcame the cancer thing, he, a lot of people probably gave him the Sidney Crosby treatment where you're like, yeah, but he's such a wimp. He's such a whiny like baby about it. And it's like, people are just assaulting this guy all over the ice. <laughs> like, like you know, like uh, it's it's a weird thing um, with hockey and the toughness thing, right? I think we can. It's a whole debate yeah. for another day, but I feel yeah. like but you I think got a little bit of that. You're and you're getting into like a thing that I like drives me crazy about this stuff is that like this is the problem with going with basing awards on narrative, yeah. because you the results are just really inconsistent from year to year, right? Yeah. Like you just get swept up in the story and you don't think about the actual like so things whatever it was that disqualified Lemieux from getting a single first place vote in 1992, whether it was missing games to his back injury or whether it was the penguins weren't good enough, suddenly none of that mattered when he returned from cancer. Yes. And, and that's weird. Um, and doesn't, and, and might've made sense to everybody at the time, but in retrospect makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And it's like, if he wasn't good enough to win it in 1992, it's hard to understand why he was good enough to win it in 1993. Like, what bridge did he cross that made him so much better? Yes, the Penguins were the best team in the league, but he played 60 out of 84 rather than 64 out of 80. And and, and don't forget that he, he caught LaFontaine, but LaFontaine plays in Buffalo. If LaFontaine played in New York City, 
yeah, and he was named Mark Messier, then maybe things go differently. Like if you take yeah. Messier's, I just showed up in New York City and I'm going to save this franchise narrative. If it, you know, to to Lemieux's, like I just conquered cancer and destroyed you in the Art Ross trophy race, then maybe it's different because of the cancer factor. But other than that, I'm like, I still think it would have given it to Messier because it's got a good narrative and New York City, so, New York City, right? Like, yeah. One other thing to point out though is that this this 2.67 points per game that Lemieux had in this year is the best points per game of any qualifying player in history other than Gretzky's. And Gretzky only topped it twice in 84 and 86. Wow. So it's... Uh, and Lemieux only ever came above 2.6 one other time, and, and that's in 89 that year that, um, you know, Gretzky won when Lemieux should have. <laughs> exactly. uh, so just... just uh, um, just to mention that too, like, I don't think anyone was actually making that argument, but like, you know, Gretzky's record is 2.77. Yeah. And then it's Gretzky in 84 and then in 86 again with 2.69. And then in, uh, and then it's uh, the Mew in 93 with 2.67. Yeah. But, but he did win that year though. So we're, we're mixing up our years here. Who, uh, what in 89? No, no, no. The uh, the what you're saying that his uh, his 93 is this 2.67. Yeah. He had a two, he had a 2.05 in 92 when Messi won. No, no. Sorry. What I meant was 89. Uh, the only time other time Lemieux p- appears in in Gretzky's dominance of the top PPG yeah. seasons okay. of all time is 89 when when Gretzky won. Yeah, Lemieux okay. is like two points. So, so there are only uh, six seasons in history where a player has scored two point six points per game and qualifying for the leaderboard. And yeah. uh, did I say six or seven? I think it's it's anyway. It's six or seven, and Lemieux has two of them, and Gretzky has the rest. And yeah. Lemieux's are in ninety three and in eighty nine, and the best okay. one is in ninety three. Sorry, sorry, I thought you were saying that it was ninety two. So I thought there was an no, error there. No. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, it's only it's only it's only. 2.05 in 92. So give it to Messier. So yeah, um, I have a I have a hot take for the fact that I'm a Leafs fan here, and 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 I'm sure people are going to want me. Ooh, are we going to uh, make a Dougie Gilmore thing? So yeah, so I I love Doug Gilmore. Doug Gilmore. Everybody loves Doug Gilmore. Doug Gilmore is a player that I'm not sure that I would have come to love if say I had you know I had been an adult and had the values I currently have, had he you know. For for two reasons, one of which is his tendency to some be somewhat dirty, and his uh, his his uh, you know his let's call it off ice uh, issues in St. Louis. But yeah. I was not an adult when he came to the Lace. I was a kid, and he is the player that made me fall in love with hockey. However, in retrospect, looking at this, the idea that he is the number two choice on this ballot is like it's 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 totally it's a narrative thing just like messier it's like yeah. bringing bringing back it's it's the best season in history by a maple leaf yeah and it's and that's why you know um it's it's like he got more of the vote than pat lafontaine and adam oates and like yeah. the numbers just yes uh Gilmore is, I honestly, I don't remember LaFontaine enough, but Gilmore is a better defensive player than Adam Oates. There's no debating yeah. that. There's but no debating that. Doug, Doug Pat LaFontaine that year, though, was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like, he was so, it was him and McGillney. That was the year McGillney scored 7-6. Yeah. 
but yeah. and everybody remembers the McGillney '76 because he was uh, him and Timu were chasing, you know, yeah. just chasing to have set. Like it was just phenomenal. Such a good year for hockey. But my God, was Lafontaine good? Like, and, and it's one of these things. This is like if we're gonna get into '93 and talk about, um, you know, who who deserved it. If Lemieux doesn't come back, it's Pat Lafontaine in a runaway. I think. You'd think so, but the voting is not that, I right? Know. He got one first place vote from a Buffalo yeah. homer, presumably. Yes. And Fantastic. and Gilmore got all the second place votes. Yeah. And I just want to point out, and again, I am a Leafs fan, and like I loved Doug Gilmore when I was a kid. Yeah. He is ninth in points per game in the league. Yeah. You know, and he's behind uh he's behind Lemieux by over um one point per game. Yeah. Which I, is I mean, in, in, in purely offensive terms, Gilmore doesn't hold a candle, but like, yeah. no, he's a pain in the ass he, to pay then. So I fully yeah, understand that. He, he was, I'm trying to think of a, like a modern day equivalent. He was like Bergeron or Taves good where you're like, if you're considering his all around game, you might be able to make an argument for him being the best player in the game. Like as a, like I can put him anywhere on the ice and he will, do the right thing. Well, some people were arguing. Didn't Don Cherry even say that on TV? Yes. Yeah, 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 he did. He's like, I think it was like, except for Wayne or except for, you know, you know, he might be the best player in the game today. And there was about a five-year stretch where at least if you were to consider overall game, you could at least have a discussion with Dougie Gilmore, which is in the area of Gretzky and Lemieux. So you're saying, and Messier still, um, you know, you're saying something else about this guy being phenomenal. And I think he... I'm I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame because he you know his point totals may not have reflected how great he was, but um, I I think this like that year for him to get that much of the vote is over, especially it doesn't bother me over like the fact that you know the Buffalo Homer took away that vote from Lemieux being unanimous which obviously he should have been, but then if you're doing that then Pat LaFontaine should have been. I think for the year he had, what do you have? 160 something points. Hundred and um, uh, no, 140 something. 147 or something. Oh yeah, gosh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> 148. Sorry, I was off by one. Yeah. And then I think Lemieux had like 160, right? Like he passed him yeah. by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but like, if Lafontaine's not your number two for scoring like 148 points, like, and obviously in the playoffs it sort of like it reinforced that like holy shit, Gilmore's actually amazing. Yeah, Gilmore had the best season by a Leaf in the playoffs ever. Yeah, but at least they didn't didn't give any first place votes for his regular season. But at the same time, I still feel like if if this is a regular season award, Lafontaine should have been second by a lot, you know. And he's he's not. Yeah. In spite of his first place vote that he required that he should. Well, and and the other thing is you can make a case for Adam Oates too, simply because not just because of. you know, I understand, like I said, um, from my memory of watching Adam Oates, Doug Gilmore is a way better defensive player than Adam Oates. But the Bruins were a lot better team than the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? They were, yeah, but he was... Now, pro- some Sabres were, probably, were not a good, a great team on the other A lot end. of people were probably, at, um, you know, Oates is feeding Neely, Neely's great, so it doesn't count. Yeah, um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's uh, poor, I mean, things have changed with Adam Oates, but like poor Adam Oates and Craig Janney with like... Brett Hall and Cam Neely getting the attention and the, like, the guys who were doing all the work. Uh, some of the work, anyway. Especially in well, the case of Brett Hall, uh, more than Brett what? Hall. Uh, nowadays, if you 
for anybody who didn't watch hockey back then and is listening, it's a little bit of the Nicholas Backstrom to Ovechkin theory. Everybody's like, oh, Ovechkin's the best player of all time. And it's like, what about Nicholas Backstrom? That guy's pretty damn good. They're like, nah, he just feeds a puck. Like, you know how hard that is to do? Like, to always put it up right on a tee for Ovechkin? Like, how many goal, How many of Ovechkin's 700 goals he assisted on? Like, 350, probably? Like, and a lot like, of them, like, probably, beautiful yeah. passes? Like, I mean, at a certain point, don't you give that guy... Like, it's not like nobody else can do it, but to do it that well consistently all the time? Like, he has... Uh, he has a lot to do with how successful Ovechkin's been. Not the only yeah. guy. They have a lot of good players on that team. But, like, in the old days of the NHL, a lot of times it was a setup man and a shoot-at-the-net man, and that was it. So, yeah. you know, like, every goal scored by Brett Hull probably had an assist by Adam Oates in that season. <laughs> if not him, you know, one of, the, one of the other only players on the team who could dish the puck kind of thing. So, Or at yeah. least, you know, they would set up, let's say, 75% of their goals. It's kind of the way it used to work. It was very much more like now in the NHL, they mix the lines up and the power plays are different. And this guy gets on with that guy and it's late in the game. And let's throw this guy in the, it didn't used to happen like that. It was like, this is your line. You always play with this guy go. And it was like, good luck stopping us kind of thing. Like now yeah. it's, it's very different. So um, it's, it's interesting in that way. And, and the voting for this breakdown is really interesting too, because um it's, you know, Lemieux, Gilmore, LaFontaine, Oates, and Turgeon yeah. as the top five. And then LaFontaine and Turgeon end up getting switched for each other. They get traded for each other, you know? It's yeah. like, uh, yeah. It's, well, they don't already... No, no, you're right. You're right. It hadn't happened yet. Yeah, it hadn't happened yet, but it was about to. Yeah. Um, and then, you know... No, no, like, wait, wait. Had they? Yeah, no, because they yeah, yeah, because LaFontaine was on the Islanders before he was on the Sabres, and Turgeon was on the... Uh, you're right, you're right. Sabres so before he was on the trade. Islanders, so, yeah. You're right, so it's after the trade. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they had just gotten traded for each other, and it's like, wow, yeah. they're, they're both just as amazing as they used to be. But like, uh, LaFontaine's a little more amazing. And yeah. then, of course, and I, speaking of greatest American player, when you just mentioned that with Leach before, if it's not him, it could have been LaFontaine, and it still might be, but... You know the, uh, the 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 concussions that he ended up having ended up derailing his career completely. So uh, th- that that year that he had was amazing, and that was the year the the Habs won the cup in '93. Yeah. Um, th- that's the year they had the Mayday May goal, right? One of the most yeah. famous goals in hockey history. If you go back and watch that goal and watch the lead up to it, it's. Uh, Pat LaFontaine as he's falling down hitting like a tape to tape pass to Brad May and then somehow Brad May who I, I you know <laughs> seeing those skills you're like well what happened how come he didn't score <laughs> like he yeah. he looks amazing in that play he looks like he's you know gonna score 70 goals every year with those moves but he deeks the crap out of uh Ray Bork and yeah. <laughs> scores that goal and you're like there are two Hall of Famers in that play, and the guy who scores the goal is not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is pretty amazing. Um, a, but yeah, if you want to know how good LaFontaine was, that to me, that's the play that embodies how great he was. He gets tripped, and as he's falling, tape to tape pass and sends a guy, you know, a one-on-one, and then, you know, Brad made us the rest. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, that's a heck of a goal, and probably the best goal call of all time. <laughs> and, and a little known, but the... Uh, the Buffalo goalie who comes out and greets Brad May is the backup goalie, and it's uh, Dominic Hatchick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. He's like throwing off his gloves and losing his mind. It's pretty funny. Uh, but it's 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 such a it's one of the all time hockey clips. But like that passes. But see, 
to me as like the way he waits everybody out and he scores basically into an open net is inc- is it's a beautiful goal but to me the pass is the best thing that happened on that play and you know i i don't know if i'll get a chance to say anything else great about pat lafontaine for a while so i just want to just mention that one play is like that's how good that guy was like yeah man, he was good um it's funny i've seen that clip many many times and maybe it's just because of the context i've seen it and i've never paid attention to the actual pass that set yeah, it up it really is phenomenal it's, it's always the part the part that i notice now yeah it's, it's like wow what a pass <laughs> like well it's always he's he's on his way down and he's like whoop, right on stick like i feel like i always just see it in like in montages and stuff yeah well that, um, that's how so I, i'm not really paying a lot of attention when i when i see it you know what i mean it's just like oh yeah that thing uh, as, as soon as we finish talking do yourself a favor go watch the play again You're like yeah. wow what a pass <laughs> something else so our last season uh for this episode is 93-94 in which uh Sergei Fedorov wins uh he was on the Red Wings who were fourth by points but second in uh by SRS um behind the Devils uh who were in uh, I don't actually know um if they were yet killing the sport but they were killing the sport the next year um but they were uh yeah the best well sort of the Devils were actually uh, second by points uh the Rangers were ahead of them but by SRS they were first Rangers were third by SRS. Yes. I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. I was, I was just, I, I was about to say how furious I was about this. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Fedorov was second in in points uh, behind ten points behind Gretzky. And the thing about Gretzky is that after making the finals the year before, the Kings were terrible. Yeah. Uh, by points, they were twenty uh, second. Uh, and by SRS, they were, where are we? They were better, I think. Oh, no, they were still 22nd, yeah. So they were not, I mean, the Senators were, like, historically bad. But the Kings were, uh, the Kings were, you know, um, they won 27 games in an 84-game season. So Gretzky was out. Um, so uh, presumably Fedorov was the choice both because he, he also won the Selkie this year uh, and uh, because he was second, um, you know, he was the first point leader who was on a good team. Like I said, the Red Wings were one of the better teams. They weren't the best team. They were second best by SRS and third by points. Um, it's also worth noting that he probably got, I don't think he got any votes. Um well, he didn't get any first place votes anyway, but this this is the season in which Neely scored 50 goals in 49 games and uh, had 1.5 points per game. Um, I'm not sure if that even qualifies him for the leaderboard because he didn't play enough. Yeah, it doesn't like he doesn't even get on to he the even uh, register. Oh, no, he but... is. No, yeah, he's there. He did. Sorry, I just I somehow overlooked him. Yeah, he's there. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, so both. Neely and Lindros had higher points per game than Fedorov did, but Fedorov was still fourth, and he was only point zero five behind Neely and point zero three behind Lindros. Anyway, I, so I don't know. To, go to, crazy. To me, um, Fedorov's good. Fedorov is, you know, uh, a Hall of Famer, no question. Um, the fact that he won the Selkie that year, I guess, is what what everybody said. He had one hundred twenty points and won the Selkie. Does yeah. 120 points help him win the Selkie over, let's say, Gilmore or somebody else like that? Carboneau, et cetera? Probably. Um, 
if you're just going by pure points, obviously Gretzky, but everybody's so sick of Gretzky at this point. Like, what are two? And the Kings are uh, Yeah, I well, and the Kings were trash, right? So then you, you know, Leach is almost a point a game and he plays defense. Eh, we're over Leach. Um, well, Zubov had a better year than he did, too. Points I know wise. he did. I know. And they were, they were both bought. Actually, this might be the year where the, you could. I would actually, let's see. One, two, three. I'd say I'd say there's at least three people on the list that'd give it to over Fedorov. Um, and they are. Uh, they would be Gretzky, they okay. would be Neely, and they would be Zubov. Um, okay. I think it should go to Cam Neely. I feel the fact that he got knee jobbed and then missed half a season after scoring 50 goals in 49 games, which is one of the rarest things that happens in hockey. To the, to the fact that even Ovechkin, I don't think, has done it. He hasn't, right? I don't think so. He hasn't hit 50 and 50. Like I don't it's, think so. It's like, of, I think it's like uh, Richard, Jeffrey on, obviously Gretzky and Lemieux, um, and then Neely, and then I don't know if anybody else has done it since. Oh, uh, Iggy, I think, came close one year, but like, uh, it's it's like exceedingly, exceedingly difficult to do to score a goal. Uh, Bossy must have done it. <laughs> or if not, he came down I, close a couple of times. I don't know. Um... I, I don't know how many guys in history have done it, but it's, an, it's such a rare stat. And I, when I remember when Neely do, like as a kid, I think I was 12 at this point. Um, I remember when Neely did it, just everybody losing their bloody minds. And You're right. Bo- Bossy did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, so bo- sorry, didn't interrupt. Bossy in '81, Gretzky in '82, '84, '85, Lemieux in '89, Brett Hull in '91 and '92. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Cam Neely, it gets uh, like he's Cam Neely's on the unofficial list, and the reason being is because it was his team's 66th game. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and Curry, McGillney, and Lemieux are also on the on the list because they also did it not okay. in the 50th game of the season. Okay, yeah. But it's how many – to me, it's how many games did you play, how many goals? I, I think that makes a lot more sense than yeah. – than, oh, yeah, and of course, Richard uh, in 44, yes. 45. But he's and the, uh, did, didn't Jeffrey Allen do it too? Nope. Oh, really? No, nope, he's know. not on this list. Um, oh. He uh, – yeah, I mean, he, he definitely scored 50 goals, but I think the did, season yeah. was like a 70-game season or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like, just explaining how ridiculously rare that is. And you know Neely missed those games because he got knee job by Al Samuelson. I believe that was the year, right? I think so. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm almost 100% that was the year that he got knee jobbed and just, like, he barely could come back and he still did it. It's like, you, to me, you have to give him that award. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I listen. I'm I'm with you in not punishing players for injuries. Yeah. But but historically, I know they don't do that. But to me, it's an 84 game season. Yeah. And he played 49. He still it, scored 74 points. <laughs> I understand all that. Yes. But like, I do think there has to be. And we had the same conversation about Bill Callie, right? And you were yes. on Bill Callie's side, and I was on the like he's missed too many games side. Yeah. And, like, I don't know where the line is, but 49 is below the line for me. Um, to, to, to me, to me, 50 and 49 puts that argument to bed of, like, I'm sorry, but this guy has done a historical thing in a season where somebody cheap shot at him and he still came back and did it anyways. To me, that's like a 
it's a, to me, it's a no brainer. I don't think Federov should have this award. And yeah. it's, it's not because I hate Federov. I just think that season, I, I completely forgot until I saw the stat and went, Oh, this is the year. Neely should like nobody else did anything so spectacular that you should take that away from Neely. I believe. Yeah. Very strongly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Oh, and by the way, now that he's like the president of the Bruins, I totally hate his face and I want to punch him. But, um, <laughs> uh, it's really funny. Every time I watch the games with, uh, every time I watch the games with my girlfriend and we see him like losing his mind up in the box, we're like, Oh, look, it's the cam cam. <laughs> <laughs> As he proceeds to whip a water bottle against the wall or whatever else he's doing up there, you know, but like he was fiery. He was great. He was also in dumb and dumber. I don't know if that gives him more points, but uh, to, to me that, that year, 1549, despite being completely cheap shotted by a admittedly jerk of a player, um, that's to, to me, that's his award, and Fedorov gets it just because he managed to not get injured by said cheap shutters. So, to, to me, that's Neely's award, and I would even, I think, give it to Zubov over Fedorov. But I I guess you, if I had to, I wouldn't have a problem with Fedorov winning it over, uh, over Zubov, but I can understand it. Um, but to me, that's Neely's 100%. I, I, uh, it's funny, I, you know, I was. To the extent that I was a hockey fan at this point in my life, it was a Leafs fan. I don't know how much other hockey I watched uh, at the time. I'm pretty sure I didn't. And then, like, I was so upset about... I was such a brief, like... This was such a flirtation for me at this point. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure how much of the 93-94 season I watched because I was so heartbroken about the previous year. Oh, um, yeah. And I was a baseball fan, right? Like, I yeah. just... I got, I jumped on the bandwagon. I became a Leafs fan because the Leafs were good suddenly. And, you know, so I was not watching other games. And I do know that I've heard many people say that the the 90s, like, sorry, the, the Rangers Zubov was not the Stars Zubov. I, yeah. the Zubov I remember, who I would be f- totally fine voting for an MVP award if he had 89 points, yeah. was maybe a little more of a, ra- uh, a well-rounded player yeah. uh, than he was on the Rangers. I've heard a lot, of, and now I, why I said I didn't watch enough hockey is because I don't actually know. I didn't watch the Rangers, so I don't know if he was just pure offense. But I've heard people say that about this particular season of his. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't watch it. That would be the only uh, thing I can think of of saying he doesn't deserve it. Because otherwise, at least by standings, the Rangers were the best team. Now, they weren't actually, but they were as far as anyone knew. And they were the second Second best, third best team by SRS. But yeah, and, and don't don't forget Leach has twenty three goals as a defenseman that year, which is yeah. an amazing yeah. statistic, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- there there are cases to be made for a lot of people, I think. But to me, the only case that I can make of this is an absolutely elite off the chart season is Neely. Yeah. And I know he I know he only played half the year, but it wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his and, fault. And, and I can't believe I'm even arguing on a Bruins fate in a Bruins favor, given how much I currently hate them. Didn't I didn't at the time. But man, look, forty like forty nine games, fifty goals, like that's been done what, ten times in history, maybe? Yeah, and, and half of them were done by Gretzky Lemieux, if not and more than are, that. But, you know, just like not yeah. even human. So I mean to, to to me it's his award and I as much as and I I gained a lot more respect for Fedorov later on, like after uh, Scotty Bowman made him play as a defenseman to make him play better defensively or whatever. Um, maybe he'd already done it at this point. Um, and then, then he won the Selkie because he realized how much he had to play on the defensive side of the puck. I can't remember when he did that, but like 
he made Fedorov play defense for a while to sort of be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do have to back kick. Um, and Fedorov's like, he for sure a Hall of Famer, right? Like, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. But, like, to me, that, like, Neely did a historical thing. It's got to, to me, that's got to win the award. I, but then again, I don't have the, he didn't play the full, if he had played the full season, he might have scored, he might have broken Gretzky's record. Who knows? He's scoring above a goal a game right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who knows? So. Who knows, right? He was on he was on pace for slightly more than eighty two. Yeah, and he's yeah. being fed by Oates and uh, and Bork at that point. So I mean, yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah, um, I'm I'm okay with the Federal thing. It doesn't bother me that much, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh. good for us. It's good for us to disagree occasionally. It, it uh, is, yeah. Just you know, continue to bow down to our Russian overlords. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Putin told me to say it, actually. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's yeah. right. Now, now that you now that you've admitted that, he'll have you killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could remember the name of the Russian state security, I would have said, "Good thing they don't listen to the show." But the KGB? <laughs> no, no, the replacement of the KGB. Oh. Uh, whatever they're called, yeah, S so something or other. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's it for this episode. Um, our next episode is going to be the dead puck era. So that's going to be lots of fun. Lots of Woo! really high, really high point totals. Um, I believe there's like a couple, maybe there's a few hundred point seasons at the very beginning and then things just get progressively worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it will be another shorter, shorter for us episode because there's not that many seasons. There's like nine or something. Yeah. So uh, we will be talking about that soon, and we hope you will tune in for that, and we will see you then. Take care.